When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Going to take it. Got it! Boston wins! Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. Welcome to another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Bob Ryan. And Bob, we've got uh, we got a lot to talk about. we got a lot, a lot to talk about. A, a busy trade deadline for the NBA and the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight upon us here in Indianapolis. And uh, where do you want to start? You want to start with the biggest move of the trade deadline or non-move? Well, the biggest non-move was Kyrie still got a, still got a home in Toronto. Yeah. I think yeah. The second biggest non-move was Lonzo's not going anywhere yet. Right? Yeah. Okay. What do you mean yet? They already got the ticker tape parade ready in New York for when he shows up. That's that's what they're being led to believe by the hyper the hyperactive New York media, you know. So hyperventilating New York media. My friends of mine, you know, no problem. But um the biggest, you know, first of all, 44 players. Wow. The most in 30 years. That's crazy. 23 teams involved. Um, so it was an incredibly busy day for the league's front office, uh, uh, you know, secretarial staff or whatever. Especially down there in Orlando, right? Can you imagine, can you imagine all the, uh, you know, you know, people don't understand these trades got to be approved. There's contracts get looked over. There's all kinds of, of, of dreary paperwork yeah. that only a police department could relate to, right? Uh, that goes along with so it's a very busy day in new york i can tell you that um where yeah but you do have uh, we can start with either or okay um you victor oladipo was a subject of much discussion that's the biggest move and we knew he was going to go somewhere that that and he and he goes to miami and and for uh, a player who wasn't playing uh well for an expiring contract guy who i think he's going to be sought by other people too olenic um, Avery Bradley, who's not been able to play much this year, right. and uh, swapping rights in the 2022 uh, first round draft picks thing, and to Miami. And and I'm asked you, do you think this moves Miami closer up the ladder in the Eastern pecking order? It gives them a shot. I, I would say it's worth rolling the dice on. I, you know, again, Avery Bradley, we love Avery Bradley, but he's he's towards the end of his career here. But Elio Lenick, you know, is a serviceable good second unit big 
absolutely worth the, the, the one-year rental potentially, and maybe Victor Oladipo signs beyond that. But I think you got two killer wings now in Jimmy Butler and Victor Oladipo that are tough, that can guard, that are going to fight you. And, and we know what Miami did last year in, in the bubble. And can they can they take it one step further? No, probably not. But, like, can they get back to where they were? Maybe. I think the key thing for them was they didn't have to give up either Hero or Duncan Robinson. Right. They, they added on, essentially, is what they did. You know, they could live without Kelly Olenek. And, by the way, he'll be around forever and ever. Yep. He, he can make shots. You know, he's, he's good to have around. Um, he'll, he'll be sought out. In fact, there's even a rumor already the Celtics are interested in reacquiring him. And so I'm just, you know, that's out there. It's all, you know, I'm not, I'm not giving it any credence. I'm saying yeah. it's out there. And it wouldn't buy, I, I, you know, made a last time. Um, he was he's dropping fine. 25 in a playoff game, if you remember. In a yeah, I do. Form. <laughs> okay. I just, I, I think it was worth it, again, for Miami to roll the dice because, um, to me, you put you put Butler and Oladipo with, like you said, with Duncan Robinson, with Dragic. Like maybe they can make a run to the NBA Finals again. I don't I don't know if they have enough to beat the Nets, um, but again, we just don't know what the Nets are going to look like come crunch time. We don't know. We don't know. We just don't know. And so you know, but you still got the Bucks who are playing better now, yep. and and you got Philadelphia once they get Embiid back, and you we know how good they can be. And 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 they they tried to they made a move, although we're going to get to that. It's, it's almost you know. But anyway, uh, next up, and maybe not next up, depending on, you know, yeah, because a two-time All-Star who's at the prime of his career, Nikola Vucevic, yeah. uh, has, has moved on to Chicago. And, and now uh, they've got, got Markkinen and they've got, of course, Zach Levine, who I think is the best-kept secret in the entire league uh, for a guy who's putting up boxcar numbers right. every night. Yeah. And, and, you know, I wrote about, I tweeted about this earlier in the year and I, they came back and me, yeah, I didn't guard anybody. I, I, I'm just saying the guy can score. I know yep. this. I'm not saying he's the greatest player in the world, but boy, he's a force. And, and now they, he's been having to carry that. He has had to carry that team's offense to a disproportionate degree. And that should cease now with Vucevic. Who, so people, and, and, you know, people, and I'm one of them, hands up. Okay. Get, get my middle European big men are often hard to distinguish. In fact, I was thinking about writing a column about this, and, and I, I think it'd be, it's fun, you know. You know, your Jokic and your Vucevic and, and, and your... Uh, uh, Nurkic. Bas- Nurkic. Uh, Nurkic, right, and, and Valsunas, you know. Um, you know, anyway, this guy happens to be in Montenegro. And uh, everybody, by the way, they said it's a very beautiful vacation spot. I mean, wondering Montenegro. Okay, he's in Montenegro. You know who we can. You know who we can distinguish. He's easy. Darko Milicic. <laughs> All right. Yes, the albatross <laughs> that hung around Joe, Joe Dumars' neck for an entire career. Okay, for people who don't know, he's currently averaging. Uh, I got him right here. He's, he's currently averaging. Uh, okay, uh, 20, 24 points a game. He's averaged over the last three years, 21 and 11. Yeah. Over the last three years. He's a four. He's a player. And, oh, and he's a player. I mean, he can score the basketball. This like, he's one of the yeah. uh, alters the look that the Chicago Bulls can put on the floor every night. And and what did they give? And they also get Al, uh, Al uh, Farouk Amino. Yeah. He's a serviceable player. Yes. What? Kendall Carter, who I think is a capital B bust, don't you? And – and Otto Porter, I don't know if he's that. I don't know if Wendell's that that bad, but I think uh, Wendell's a solid piece. Is what Wendell Carter is. Where uh, where obviously uh, 
Um, to me, again, Vucevic is a guy that's he's an all-star caliber player, and you're adding that in, in Chicago to another all-star. Now, they're not like high-end all-stars, but you got two maybe of the top 25-ish players in the league in Levine and Vucevic, and you've got a good young group kind of around them with marking in and young Patrick Williams is going to be really good. So Billy, Billy Donovan's got enough now to take this team. I, I like this move by Arturis Karnaschevis. I really like it. Yes, I think so. I think I'd be very happy if I were a Chicago fan. And also, if I'm not mistaken, Jeff, the uh, the 21 and 23, they're, they're, they're one to four protected on the draft picks. Yep. Yeah. So that even that's a great move by Carnivus. Yeah, and they won't and they won't be so you can't even get Carnivus. That's a tough one for you, right? I know, now. and I I go way back with him too, with, with his and then you know, but I should have I should be able to say that. So anyway, they definitely get a a, a rave reviews from everybody this year. Yes. And they should. Uh, all right. Um another big name that went not uh that uh in, in terms of the in, in, with the house cleaning that was done in Orlando, Florida, is Aaron Gordon. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> who now goes to Denver and they gave up Gary Harris. Okay. And RJ Hampton, that's, who's a young, you know, who knows what he's going yeah, to They be. gave up on him quick. quick. And a number one. Cause, and, uh, but right away, you know, Denver, you know, we all, I was part, I was on the Denver bandwagon and, and, and back in bubble land. Okay. And um, I still think, you know, we talked a lot about Michael Porter jr. We saw what Murray did. And yeah. of course, you know, who doesn't love, you know, the other guy, Mr. Jokic. Yeah, no. So, um, this is an interesting addition, don't you think? Yeah, I, I, I've without always loved much, Aaron Gordon. Much subtraction. I've, I've loved Aaron Gordon because he plays with a high motor. He, he's <clears> super <throat> tough. You know, his shot's gotten better. Uh, he's a good locker room guy. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I mean, to me, you know, Jokic, Gordon up front with, with Murray, um, you know, yeah, I, I think, the you know, they probably are missing one more guy in the backcourt. Um, but they made themselves better. There's no doubt they made themselves better for now. And I, I'm happy to see these teams, you know, to me, taking a run at it. T- take a run at it if you're Denver. And, and, and who knows what happens. Last I checked, LeBron oh, wait, is hurt, Bob. There's great certainty and uncertainty in L.A. I, I would think the Sharks are circling in that pool in the West, of course. I mean, we know it all might it all might work out by the time it's said and done. Yeah. Uh, Davis is, you know, cured from his current ailment, and it won't be his last. By the way, I don't think yeah. it's just the way it is shaping up. And LeBron, you know, who's 35, 6, 36 on 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 the thirtieth of December. Um, all right. So anyway, um, they're 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 vulnerable right now. You know, we don't know what they're going to be. So definitely, Denver has to be thinking we can help. Okay, the couple other guys that that uh, people are going to be talking about. Uh, the Clippers have acquired a point guard who is now, yeah. I'm going to give you his perambulations. Okay. He played with the Celtics until the 14-15 season, and he got himself a nice ring in his second year in the NBA, and he was well-deserved. Since then, Rajon Rondo has played for Dallas, Sacramento, Chicago, New Orleans, Four. the Lakers, Five. Atlanta, and now he is a Clipper. It's just seven teams since he left Boston. <clears throat> now, this shouldn't be based on his skill level, should it, Jeff Goodman? So I'm just, uh, yeah. yeah. 
I think I've always said this about Rondo. Early <clears throat> on, I, he was hard for me to like. I, I just felt like he had an air of arrogance to him that pissed off every coach that, that ever coached him, including Doc Rivers. You know, he's hard to coach because he felt like he knew more than every other coach. From what I was told, he's a better locker room guy now than he was when he was with the Celtics. Like now, young players like Rondo, he still probably thinks he knows more than most coaches, but I think he goes about it a little bit differently. You know, I just think ultimately it's Rondo's not Rondo anymore. He's not a great defender anymore. He still can't shoot. That's gotten no better in his entire career. Yeah, he's a great second unit point guard. That's what he is because, again, he does make people better, Bob, period. Well, and of course, there's the idea of the playoff Rondo. The fact is he was an important piece of the Lakers puzzle as they marched to that last championship. The fact it is true. And I, and I think he was a popular guy with them. Certainly LeBron liked them. Uh, uh, and, and he's, he's now he's still only 35. <laughs> he's just, yeah, he give me a couple more years, but uh, this is uh, interesting. Uh, they needed a point guard and they have a legitimate point guard. You know, they still, you know, Beverly was, Beverly's a professional pest is what he is. And, you know, he's, a, he's like, a, he's the guard answer to Marcus Smart. You know, I mean, and, 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 and there's a limit to his usefulness. And there's a, there's a usefulness, but there's a limit to it. And, and, and therefore, uh, they need something else. And they now have something else. And, and they're, I, I know they're, I don't even think, yes, they, they think they're getting, uh, you know, that they're going to get one more uh, playoff rondo, you know, uh, uh, benefit, that they're going to be the how beneficiary. About, how about that he was traded for Lou Williams? I Lou mean, Williams. You know, I can't get over every time I hear Lou Williams now, I just hear Doc Rivers on our podcast talking about Lou Will and how honest he was. I'm like, I didn't want Lou at first. I didn't yeah. want Lou. And then, you know, and I think again, I think that was the deal here was was it had run its course in LA with with, with well, Lou. Right. Ty's playing him seven minutes less a game than he played last year. He's down twenty-eight to twenty-one. And now so naturally he's scoring less. He's scoring twelve as opposed to eighteen. Uh, last just a year ago oh, wow. I know I, I haven't watched him to know whether he's you know lost that proverbial step or he can't quite get that clearance he needs yeah to- I mean as you get older March Madness has returned and Paramount Plus has the games that you won't want to miss watch CBS games live on Paramount Plus including the final four and national championship game on April 5th Paramount Plus is also the home to year-round sports including the Masters PGA Championship UEFA Champions League and the NFL plus many more you also get breaking news, expert picks, and highlights from all of your favorite teams with CBS Sports HQ and 24-7 Sports News Network. What I love the most about Paramount Plus also, guys, is you get the throwback shows from MTV, Nickelodeon, plus their original programming. So there's plenty there on top of the sports content for you to enjoy. Now visit ParamountPlus.com slash scribe. Before March 31st to receive a one-month free trial of Paramount Plus. That's ParamountPlus.com slash scribe to receive a one-month free trial of Paramount Plus. ParamountPlus.com slash scribe. He's not as old as you think because he came out of high school. He's 34. With the resume that he has, you might have thought that he'd be 38 years old. But the fact is, he's only really, quote-unquote, only 34 uh, but he's been around for 15 years. Guess what? This he's being re- he's going back home to where he played seven years ago in Atlanta. Here's the here's the uh, the sequ- where he grew up. Here's the, yeah. Here's the sequence for Lou Williams. So anyway, Philadelphia, 
Atlanta for two years, Toronto, Lakers, Houston, and then the Clippers in 1718. That's his. And, you know, I, he got to the point where I'm thinking, you've got to talk about him for the Hall of Fame as, as, as a uh, incredible six man, you know, he's a multiple six man guy. Well, I, I got to that point. Yeah. I got carried away. Okay. I yeah. see the look on your face. Okay. Thank you. Thank I'm, you. I, 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 I didn't go I to didn't the want to jump through the computer. I didn't want to jump through the I didn't go to the mattresses on this, Jeff. I let it run through my mind. Okay. That we have to consider as a six man, you know, put them in the discussion. We don't need to water down the hall of fame. It's already a little bit watered down, Bob. I've taken a deep breath. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm fine. And I'm sober. I'm fine. Don't worry. Okay. But, but that thought just kind of raced through my mind. The Ryan and Goodman podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college hoops, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Don't sit in the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay. Okay. Um, what else that, happened? Was there anything else of note other than Kyle Lowry staying in Toronto? I think a team that, you know, can is they're in what I call the dangerous category. They were there last year. Well, and back to where they were out there in the far Northwest. Our Northwest outpost, which yeah. it should be Seattle. That's another story. Right. It's Portland, Oregon. Norman Powell. Norman Powell for Gary Trent Jr. I'll take that swap. And, and um, uh, you know, hey, by the way, the backwards reunited. They're, they're back up scoring 58, 60 points a night again, those guys. You know, it, yeah, it, I mean, those guys they had 57 last night, I think. McCollum had 32 and the other guy. That 25 Lillard, uh, something like that. You know, they're capable of dropping 60 on you any given night. They are. They got another, you know, he said Norman Powell had a breakthrough year last year, had a breakthrough, you know, and uh, with, and um, I think that was a nice move. Um, Okay. And as I'm borrowing this, I can't take credit. Somebody, somebody on ESPN when I was watching, I'd love to give him, I'd like to give him credit. I don't know who said it, but they said it can't be a trading day without George Hill going somewhere. <laughs> Here's George Hill's career, folks. First of all, he's 34. All right, go ahead. I'm going to count him. Sacramento, uh, San Antonio. Yeah. Indiana. Yeah. Utah. Yeah. Sacramento. Cleveland. Milwaukee. OKC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the city of brotherly love. Who holds the record? Hey, Bob, do we know who holds the record for playing for the most NBA franchises? No, I used to know. I know the ba- I used to know all the baseball things, and we all know who's. The, um, you know, I don't. And and uh, we, this is that's a homework assignment. For yeah, somebody. that would be an interesting. Like, has somebody played? What? What do you? How many teams do you think the record would be? Like fifteen? I don't know if it. I I would doubt it'd be maybe a dozen. I'd be surprised if it were more than that. Yeah. But, you know, it could be. Some of these journeymen. It's a I great. Mean, but George Hill, I go back to 
my God, I can I can remember when I was making a dry. Uh, remember when Indiana made the great move and Roy Hibbert was still a viable force when there was still a role in the, in the NBA yes. for a guy like Roy Hibbert, and and uh, they had, they made a run and and. Uh, George Hill had a terrific playoffs that year, 13. It was two, I know it was 13 because I was driving cross country. I remember that. And, list, uh, and I, I associated it with driving cross country. Oh, he was great. He was great. But George Hill, who is yeah. the greatest player. He, he put Uwe Pooey on the map. Just know that. How about this? Uwe Pooey has a job vacancy right now. Oh, they do. Filled, that some people feel like at the end of the season here, George Hill's going to retire and get that job. I don't think it happens, but – same thing with um, Speedy Claxton is, is – and we can tra- we can transition now if we want. In, uh, I, 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 just let me tell you, where we Pooey's on my list of 201, just so you know. There you go. There you go. I like it. Okay. I just went – there's a great uh, venue here that – I don't – is that the one you were at? So Farmers, Farmers Field no, – it's our campus gym. So this one's different. You were at the oh, Coliseum? It's called like Farmers something. Coliseum. Yeah, Farmers Coliseum. Pacers played before they built Marcus. Really? It's amazing. Yeah, that's the home of of George McGinnis and Bob Nettolicki and Slick. No way. I didn't know that. Daryl Carrier. You know, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the way they played in nineteen early seventies. I don't know. Was seventy one to them. So um, you've been uh, you've been there plenty. Have you been there plenty? Once, okay. The Celtics played the Pacers. In it's a- like a farmers market around it. it. It's really weird when you drive in and there aren't any people there now. But I, I love didn't know it was still standing. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny that the market square has come and gone, and that thing is still there. Well, that's where I went to see the Celtics play the Pacers in the next ABA NBA exhibition in the early. I don't know exactly what year. I'd have to go look it up. Seventy one, two, maybe three. But uh, one of those years, it was my first visit to Indianapolis, which is a very different city now than it was then. In fact, I tell everybody that it's the most improved big city in America of all the ones I have visited. Really? It was that bad? It was that bad years ago? Desolate, dreary, nothing happening downtown Indianapolis in those days. Still dreary today, Bob. I I, I still think it should be the permanent home of of the men's tournament. And I'm with you. All right, I, I'm with you, and, and, and we'll get onto it now. I, it's just so different right now. It, it's hard for me to evaluate it because obviously we don't have full capacity fans, so there's no real feel um, with the tournament yet. Yeah, now, that may change with the Final Four because then you're going to have 25 percent of. Well, it's Luke. not going to be what it ought to be, and it's no possibility that that buzz that that permeates that city when we have a normal final four and thank God they're in the rotation. And I hope I certainly am around to get back. I intend to get back on the road next year and go to the net, which is you better Orleans, be back, which you is better New, be back next year, which is new Orleans. And that, yeah. that, you know, I'm always in favor of anything that goes on in new Orleans. And, and by the way, happy birthday last week, to Clarence yeah. Frogman Henry. I want to point that out. He who? Who? Clarence Frogman Henry gave us one of the great one hit songs in the fifties. I ain't got no home. I will. Are you going to sing, sing that one to us? I can do a little part of it because he does it in multiple voices. The people who know the song know that wasn't too bad. Now, um, Clarence Fogman Henry in New Orleans. So anyway, we, 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 I did digress a bit on that one, but um, um, there we go. Back Indianapolis. to Indianapolis. Back to Indianapolis. Don't be what it ought to be, yeah. but it is the perfect place for the final. 
Yeah, it is because it's compact, because you can see everybody there. Everything's downtown. There's a bunch of hotels. I and there's plenty know. of everything, plenty of places to eat and drink, plenty of places to gather. Uh, and, and, and a God, the facilities, you don't have to argue about the right. facilities. So my, my hotel uh, goes to the, the canal here. It backs up to the canal so I can see it. So two days ago, it was beautiful, it was 70 degrees. I'd never even walked the canal. Great walk, yeah. uh, beautiful. You know, like, again, if the weather's good here, it's nice. Today, it's, it's right. probably it's, no it's better than it is back home. An excellent art museum. My wife assures me that uh, she looks forward to it when she goes there and, and everything. And, uh, anyway, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm a right. big so what, what has, um, what are you looking forward to most here with the Sweet 16? Are you hoping that Oral Roberts keeps going in this deal and Max Asmus and Kevin O'Banner beat Arkansas and go to the Final Four? Are you, are you the guy that's like, you know what? No. It was a fun story, but let's get some, some heavyweight, as many heavyweight matches as we can in the Final Four. I, I am convinced, I've been convinced by the experts, you know, like such as yourself, that this was a, a sadly and, and mis- underseated team, Oral Roberts. Yeah. That, that, you know, that, that this, this shouldn't have happened. And the two things that everyone seems to agree on are that they were underseated and, and Loyola was underseated. Yeah. That, that um, you know, there, there hardly were an eight. And, and, and uh, Oral Roberts is better than a 15. Okay. Uh, I'm okay either way. I got nothing against Arkansas. I like the way they play. Uh, I, I got nothing against them. I, I, I don't have any, um, you know, I can't stand, can't stand them. So that, that's from, um, of course, that's. Well, there's no teams you hate in this tournament now, Bob. There's no teams that anybody real. Who, who's the team in the tournament? Well, I, I think in the East and in, in the Big East, Syracuse, you know, because let's get serious. Syracuse is a is is a a, a buzzword for all the media guys. You know, everybody makes jokes. The two schools that have produced the disproportionate number of media are Syracuse and Northwestern. We know that everybody everybody seems to be either a Syracuse or a Northwestern guy. And and uh, you know, I mean, I once wrote a column before we had a regional here in which Syracuse was in. And and I I was I jokingly wrote that every office between the I ninety five corridor from Washington to New York has got a Syracuse guy, and 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 he brags about Syracuse, you know, and and, and you know, and that just seems to me they're the one possibility where people would line up and say, get, you know, you know, and, get you, out. and you didn't even go I into Beheim. A lot of people. Oh, oh like, and then there's Beheim. You know, Jim Beheim has created an image for himself over totally. the years. You know, yeah. and and he makes him. Self, you know, I like Jim Beheim, and uh, he's too. in the category of Jim. I wish you wouldn't do these things. Right. Jim, why do you do? Why do you do these things? Don't, don't you know? He he had a, he's already had his annual, you know, his press conference. Miss Gaff, you know, making fun of the writer from the, the, for the Athletic because he's five right. feet two, and you know, Jim, you know, stop it. You're better than that. You should not. Yeah. Right. So they're the only possibility. Other than that, Jesus, I don't know. Uh, I think the story for me is still it, it's the obvious story. Can Gonzaga do it? I mean, this is 45 years. Teams have come in and, and they've got the dual burden of not only the, uh, of the history of than anybody would have, but they're on a, this is a 23 year run that they're on starting in 1999. And they've knocked on that door, including going to a championship game. And I don't know if their citizenry are okay with, you know, that my God, I can't believe how, how lucky we've been or they're saying, okay, Mark, get it done. Okay, guys, get it done. These kids, you know, and, and it's a pressure going to mount with each game. The thing that starts to worry me, uh, you know, you're looking for things to worry about, you know, 
this is, is the fact that they have won every game but one by double digits means that they have zero experience this year as a unit in a close game against a half-decent team. Yep. And I'm sorry, I would be willing to bet they're the only one of the remaining 16 that can make that statement that, that about whom you could say. I can't believe, I mean, I've done my homework on all other 15, but I find it hard to believe that some of that, that any, none of the other 15, that, that all the other 15 had to sweat. First of all, they all had losses. <laughs> Secondly, right. they won some really tight games, I would think. So I mean, they haven't played anybody really good. Yeah. I mean, BYU is the one team that you'd say is like pretty good, but BYU yeah. got knocked out early. They, they weren't great. They played them three times. Other than that, the last decent, and I don't even think Virginia was that good. That was the last decent team they played was December 26th was the last team that, you know, they played, Iowa, but... early. they played Kansas early. Kansas, we know, wasn't very good. Nope. They played West Virginia, Iowa, and Virginia. Now, they're a great team. But again, like Virginia's not great. Kansas isn't great. Now they beat them all and they beat them all pretty handily. So we know Gonzaga is a great team, but it's not like they uh, run the gauntlet here by any means. No, we were deprived of a game with Baylor due yes. to COVID, which would have been very interesting. I'm glad we didn't get it because now I want to get it in the national title game. And Baylor, would you agree? I think they have survived the you know, they, that when, in the immediate aftermath of their three-week absence with COVID, they lost twice. They didn't look the same. We said, oh, they're not the same. Uh, the team I've been watching in this tournament, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I picked him to win it all. I talked to Scott Drew the other day, and, and, and the one thing he said was, listen, uh, we came out of the pause. They played a game after two practices. And he said, and then everything was jammed up because of the pause. So we're playing a bunch of games in a short period of time. So we didn't have a chance to practice. It was play a game, prepare for the next game, play the, play the next game, maybe have one practice in between yeah. if we're lucky. So they didn't have a chance to get better back to what they were defensively. And that's honestly the, the differentiator between Baylor and Gonzaga and Baylor and a lot of other teams is their defense can be so good. I mean, they've got arguably, you could say, two of the top five defensive players in the country and Davion Mitchell and Mark Vidal. And I think Villanova is going to be in trouble here. I think it's finally going to catch up to him, the injury to Colin Gillespie. Mark Vidal, well, he plays hard. Yeah, he? yeah. He plays hard. He, he, I'm trying to think. He, he's, there have been lots of – there is a there is a spot in the NBA for him because just on, on, on his body size and, and, and the way he attacks the game. Yeah, I see he's a like defensive his- guy, just a killer, tough as, as hell, who just – like you said, he just all he cares about is screening. The problem with him is he's not overly. If he was like six ten, yeah, he's not. Is he, he, he six eight or six seven? What is he? Uh, yeah, I think six seven. I think. Uh, six, well, it's. I, I. I hope there's a spot for him because he. He. He'll. he'll yeah. I'll tell you what. He's one of those guys. You bring him. I used to have a category and bring bring him to camp. He'll. He'll make your guys wish that you hadn't. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Those no, other players. He's probably. He's got to be one of those guys, I think, at least at the very least. I would agree agree with that. This episode of the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. 2021 is looking up. New beginnings means new opportunities to grow your business. And if part of your strategy is adding new members to your team, well, LinkedIn Jobs finds that right person very quickly. To make things better, your job post is absolutely free. When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. And now you can post a job for free when you head over to LinkedIn.com slash scribe. 
LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 722 million members worldwide. Getting started is easier than ever with new features to help you find qualified candidates quickly. Post a job with targeted screening questions and LinkedIn will quickly get your role in front of more qualified candidates. As functions are streamlined onto one simple screen. And now you can do this from your mobile device. No matter where you are, no matter where the day takes you, that's how LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person faster. And let's face it, a hell of a lot easier, right? When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. And now you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash scribe. Again, that's linkedin.com slash scribe to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, now let's get back to Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman. A team that caught my eye because I hadn't seen them and, and I went, whoa, what have I been missing, uh, was Oregon. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're good. And they're well coached. Dana well, Altman's a great Dana coach. Dana Altman, is in the business, everybody knows him. And people should know more about, you know, what his, the respect he has in the business. Now, the team they're playing, I, I just haven't seen their games. And I know uh, they, they have to be playing well at USC, yeah. you know. And they know, I know about Mobley. Yeah. And, uh, but I haven't seen them. And, uh, and, but how about, let's just stick uh, Larry Scott, you know, is he strutting around town? I mean, uh, what Larry Scott around town with, with all his money, all the money that he that he basically stole from the Pac-12 over the last however many years. And he takes a lot of media shit, and he probably deserves a lot of it for a lot of reasons in football and everything else. But right now, I'm sure he's strutting around town, and uh, and uh, they got four teams in the six. Amazing. What what's more what's more surprising to you that the Pac-12 has four teams, or that the Big Ten only has one? Uh, it's got to be the, the the latter. I, I if, if you go back, if people want to go find out things I've written and said of the last three months, as I was jumping on big time the Big Ten bandwagon, yeah. and uh, and and you know how what a deep, amazingly wonderful conference, and how many teams there are. I love to watch, and it's all true. I did. Um, I'm stunned that they are they're all out, but and 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 that the one who survives is the one I thought was going out first because they lost to one of the three best players Larry I keep Larry Livers because there was a Larry Livers who was Larry Livers from Villanova back in the 60s but that's another story for another day Isaiah Livers yeah. um I, I wrote them out just like I wrote out Colin Gillespie never thought Villanova would get this far yeah. I should know better but um I'm surprised uh to that degree and and but you know four pack 12 with given you know I mean, I know we're also strutting around town. My good friend, Bill Walton. <laughs> oh, the conference of champions. Conference of champions. You yes. know that? <laughs> yes. And, and I didn't see this coming, and I'm a Pac-12 guy. Having got yeah. I, nobody saw this coming. Nobody. Listen, nobody thought uh, uh, Wayne Tinkle and Oregon State were going to get this far. Nobody <laughs> thought UCLA was going to be in the Sweet 16. And, and what makes it more impressive, Bob, was that the restrictions put in place in California were such that um, those those California schools weren't able to practice. Like Mick Cronin didn't see his guys in person for like six months Jeez. after the, the pandemic hit. So they they were way way further behind than most schools in terms of early on in the season. And I think that's one of the reasons you're seeing they kind of play catch up and got better and better. And usually, and it did hit them a little bit. I mean, they had five teams in the tournament where maybe they would have had a sixth if they didn't have all this and, you know, but they did okay enough in the, in the non-conference to be able to get five in. And mm-hmm. man, I, I just can't believe we're talking about four being among the, the, the sweet 16. No, we, I, not at all. So I keep looking at, uh, you know, the Saturday games, you know, feature a 12, a 15 yep. and an 11. 
you know, which is really uh, interesting, uh, you know, and then we all, we've agreed that the 15 was underseated. Uh, and by the way, you know, they, yeah, they're, I wouldn't be shocked to be in any way if they beat yeah. Arkansas. If they play the kind of, if they continue to play the way that they're playing, uh, and then I would say uh, absolutely uh, that, that they could do it. The, uh, the, those two guys have really played great basketball. Um, well, we have to talk about a little bit about Loyola um, and, and uh, the fact that, um, you know, so much to, people, you know, I'm president of the, or I'm a member, I'm a, on the board of directors at the Cameron Cutwig fan club, as you well know. But what really jumped out at me in the last time, uh, again, that Illinois game uh, was uh, uh, Williamson and Kennedy, you know, they got legitimate athletes. Who does? Who? Loyola. Oh, Loyola. They're, they're just so um, disciplined, especially in the defensive end. They got guys who can make shots. The big kid, Krautwig, is, is tremendous. He's just so skilled, uh, a veteran who obviously played in the Final Four three years ago. Listen, Porter Moser's done an incredible job of that program the last four years. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that uh, a lot of people are going, you know, people, they should be loading up the the, the uh, Brinks truck in and, and Bloomington and driving out to Chicago when this is over yeah. and uh, saying, okay, Porter, what, how much do you need? But, you know, I think uh, you should go to Marquette. I think Marquette fits Porter better yeah. than Bloomington. And Bloomington, they're just so unrealistic about uh, their expectations that I just don't know how much fun it is for. I mean, if you hit it, that's one thing. But, you know, kids these days aren't growing up wanting to play at Indiana anymore. They're just no, not. Whatever. No, no. Marquette's got the resources. They're in a, a league that's not winnable, but. You can finish in the top three in, in the Big East a whole lot easier than you can finish in the top three in, in the Big Ten. So I would go to Marquette if I was him. You give Creighton any shot. Yeah, I give him a shot. I mean, listen, they got a local kid who's one of the best point guards in the country and Marcus Zagorowski from Hamilton, Mass. They've got one of the best shooters in the country in Mitch Ballock who could match if, if Greg McDermott ever got him to shoot more he could literally match Corey Kispert bucket for bucket from three. So you're talking Suggs Zagorowski, Kispert Ballock. Timmy's the one that, that nobody has an answer for. Nobody has an answer for Drew Timmy. Like, I figured who, who I got to, you know, reminds me of on Timmy. Go ahead. The young Paul Gasol. That's a good one. That's actually a really good one. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, that's his skill set. He's a skilled, you know, there's, there's, Talented big men. There's aggressive big men, you know. But and a, but and and even in the NBA, I uh, there's different categories of it. Skilled big men is a little bit of absolutely everything. I, I yep. think that and uh, Timmy's a you know he's I think he's a young Paul Gasol. And you might uh, could he could drop thirty on him easy. I mean, as, on anybody at any given time. Like you got a junior point guard who's really good, one of the best point guards in the country, going up against a freshman in Jalen Suggs. Um, you know, Creighton's older, um, they're deeper. I'm not sure they're, you know, again, I'm not sure they beat them, but I, I, they can score the ball. Now, again, can they stop Gonzaga? No, no, they can't. But, but I don't think Gonzaga can, can probably hold down Creighton either defensively. I think it's going to be the most fun game Mm -hmm. of of the Sweet 16. Probably the one that I'm, I'm most, I had to pick, um, I had to pick between, so I tried, I think I told you last week, I tried to, to get David Warlock to allow me to do all eight games. 
Yes. During the day, he wouldn't he wouldn't let it happen. I, I don't I don't know why exactly. So yeah. Um, so I've tried now for this for the Sweet Sixteen, which would be harder to do, to be honest, um, to to let him let me cover all four mm. on Saturday and Sunday. It's hard because they're backed up. So I probably couldn't do all. You can't do full all four. They're about Hinkle to Bankers. Life is about fifteen minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. So I've missed like the first part of the, you know, whatever, the first part of the, the first half at, at each game. But it would be fun to do. It'd be really fun to do, Bob, if I could pull it off. So I'm oh, waiting to back for more luck, whether he's going to allow me to do that or not. But, you know, to me, I think the best game of the tourney for me on, uh, you know, if you're looking through, I picked uh, Villanova Baylor and Syracuse Houston, those two over Oregon State, Loyola, and Oral Roberts, Arkansas. I, you know, as much as I want to be there for the Oral Roberts game, I just felt like those the Villanova-Baylor and the Syracuse-Houston were probably better games. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And then Sunday, yeah. I went with – this was tougher. So you either can go Florida State-Michigan and UCLA-Alabama or Creighton-Gonzaga and Oregon-USC. I went Creighton-Gonzaga – and Oregon, USC. Yeah, you want to be there if Creighton goes down. Right. Really. You have to look at that. Journalistically yeah. speaking, yeah. you have to, you have, you got to be there. If you, right. If, that that yeah. was my take. That was my take is that's going to become the story now. Like it really hasn't the undefeated season. It, it really hasn't been a huge story, but it will be if they get to the final four. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I can't imagine. I still think that's a rather obvious one to me. So, yeah, I think you're making good choices there. But, you know, hey, they're all fun choices. I'm glad you know, you're lucky to be there, I think, in, in this circumstance. And, you know, um, I, just, I always just love this time of year. Just love It'll it. be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, can't wait. And uh, we will see you uh, you guys next week. Yeah. The Ryan and Goodman Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you subscribe uh, wherever you listen to your uh, – wherever you listen to your pods.